0: going to have a good product, but the Valley has been so overwhelmingly supportive. Like it's very humbling how much people want, uh, people want these places to be around when all this, when all this shit ends and we all come back together. Uh, I mean, we have people come in and buy, you know, I have a couple that they come in almost every week. They just came and bought a $500 gift card just to make sure that we, you know, we've got some money and they're going to come in every week. You know, they're going to come, they, they spend, 70 bucks a week, or whatever it is, every time they come in. So they've got, you know, they've got six or seven nights already paid for when this all ends and they can come back in and do it. And that's, that's, awesome. that's really nice of them. We have one couple who are so incredible. You know, they, they tip, they, they've been putting like $100 tips on every order. Like they'll come get a couple sandwiches and a growler, a beer. And we get, we end up with a, you know, or my staff ends up with a $100 tip on the end of that. I mean, that really, goes a long way to helping helping everybody get through this and it's it's been it's been really remarkable how many times that that's happened where people have just come in and given these outstanding tips just just to be supportive
1: it's nearly halfway through 2020 In January, as many of us were considering our New Year's resolutions, a global pandemic certainly wasn't at the front of anyone's mind. Flash forward to the end of April and life as we know it has been completely shifted to meeting a new standard of normal, derailing us not only from our New Year's resolutions, but for some, our businesses, jobs, and living situations. As COVID-19 lingers, we breathe in a breath of fresh air with our friend Skate Pierce of the City Council of Clarkston and owner of Hogan's Pub, We hear Skate's unique perspective on the future moving forward. Stick with us, or at least stick with us just six feet apart.
2: How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How Good. about yourself? I'm doing, it's not bad. It is another beautiful day for an interview. Yeah, it
0: is. A, it's a really nice day out, especially the last few days have been, the weather's been crummy.
2: Yeah, that's true. A little, little touch and go. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for coming in again. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. We're excited to have you in because you're a city council member and you're starting your fifth year and then um, you, but you're also a business owner and on the Board of Health for the City of Clarkston. Asotin County. Asotin County. And that's what I meant. Uh, So thanks for coming in, and we're excited to talk to you kind of about how this COVID pandemic has been affecting you as a business owner and just kind of what you see as a city council member and Board of Health and everything. Mm -hmm.
1: So yeah. Drew, how are you doing? No one asked you. (laughs) Not too bad. Uh, Like you guys said, it's... uh... Amazing uh, spring day out there, and it's uh, it's a nice day to go get
0: outside if you can. Yeah. I imagine the dikes are packed with people (laughs) walking.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was on the locksaw yesterday, and it was completely inundated with rafters. And I was telling Brian earlier before we started recording, I finally got to see some of those guys that go out and surf on those rapids. Super cool. But I don't know how they... Get out there or how they come back, and then what that margin of error is like if you do fall. Like, I are mean, you just going to bash fall. your head? Oh, yeah. Into rocks. Like, they weren't wearing helmets, they had wetsuits, but.
0: Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know how they choose it because it looks like sometimes they're surfing on a hole. Mm-hmm. So you think if they go down, you're you screwed. go down in the wash. Yeah. And I don't.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. And there, there's some of them where just behind is like a five, six foot waterfall. Huh. So. They must know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you bail out on that.
2: You just got to be able to hold your breath pretty well, I suppose. Yeah. yeah.
1: The yeah. Red Life
0: jackets? Yeah, right? No. Of course not.
1: No. They're just like literally the guys that I saw were just wearing um, wetsuits with the, like the head part. They, uh-huh. they reminded me of the dudes from the Big Lebowski. We cut off your Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they reminded me of uh, the
0: Nihilists. The, the nihilists. nihilists.
1: They reminded me of that. That was their sort of wetsuit look. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> but I mean, there were just throngs of people out, um, towards the end of the end of the day, we did see like some law enforcement fishing game dudes coming out there. I think we're trying to disperse people on the campgrounds cause you're not supposed to use them technically. Uh, uh-huh. uh, but I've been up there a couple weekends in a row and the campgrounds have just been packed.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting over here. You know, we have a, uh, a, a friend over in Italy, and should she goes out on bike rides and takes video footage, and there is nobody, yeah, no, there might be like one person walking the dog. And it's like God, you can't, you can't really even tell the difference right now. Like I have to, you know, I go out for the business. I have to shop three, four times a week for groceries because we're, you know, we're going through stuff. And I mean, you can't, I can't tell the difference. In fact, it seems busier now.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I. I. We got. I'm building a chicken coop and trying to make a sink work in my bathroom. And so Home Depot's been doing a line. So everybody's been limiting the amount of customers in Mm -hmm. there. So I try to go in early, and I went in the other morning to get the correct part. And I got in before there was a line, but by the time I came out, there was a line all the way past the lawnmowers. And I think maybe
0: maybe 10% of people were wearing masks. Yeah, that's that's a weird that's that's a weird one and sometimes it gives me anxiety when I go in the store. I I make mistakes. I I did it the other day. I just went into URM and I just wanted out and I grabbed the wrong box of to-go containers. So last night we had to mess around with uh ones that do not work for what we need them for. <laughs> so do you have
1: to have a certain type of container to meet standards right now?
0: No, no. Like what what we need like there's compartmental containers like, yeah. you know, like Chinese restaurants have sure. with the big front and the two back ones. And I grabbed those and we need ones that don't have any compartments because right. you can't fit, fit a, a burger and then the fries are in like two little dumb looking piles. It just, it looks like garbage. And it, it, so we just dealt with it last night. It was kind of stupid, but gotcha. it was on me. But that was just because I went into the store and it was just, it was just crazy and I just wanted out. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. That's totally understandable. I mean, the masks I feel like are a good precaution, but I think it does make people feel uneasy when you oh, go yeah, out yeah. into public and everyone's wearing a mask. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's strange. It's definitely strange. Yep. I the the Caitlin made us masks. She's very crafty, mm-hmm. so that was kind of cool. I tried. If I had to go out in a n N95, I don't think I could last for more than. You know, oh yeah, minutes. yeah, but she made us a couple nice cloth masks, and the uh, the reason I wore it was for the workers, right, yeah, oh, absolutely, well, and they, but then at the same time, like only one of them was wearing a mask, so it's like what what am I doing
0: <laughs> yeah i I don't you know they they've asked us to do this to help speed this along i don't I don't want to be i mean I'm not out of work right now, but man, it sucks, so you know the the longer this goes on, the longer I have to deal with that crap, so i'm just I'm just trying to get us. I'm doing my part to get us to the other side of this as quickly as possible. If we can camp down the community spread, get all the numbers low, there should be no worry open, opening back up in the future. So I'm just, I just want to do my part to get this over with.
2: Yeah. Well, that's why we're, we wanted you in here because we want to know, because we had Mark Weisling in from Pareja Sellers. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was kind of right at the beginning, the first week or two mm-hmm. at the end of March, and it's so now a month in, month and a half later. It's how have things been? Because back then everyone was transitioning to the picket, carry out orders, and and yeah. stuff
0: like that. Yeah. So let's see. This started. We we got notification of this the Sunday just before St. Patrick's Day. Right. And so we've had I don't know a hundred pounds of brisket brining, waiting to be smoked for corned beef. Uh, so we had to do something. So that was just, we scrambled down to Hogan's and just, just to kind of figure out, as soon as we got the word, to figure out how the hell we were going to do this. And uh, so that's where you just try to change the whole model. And we, what, how about profanity on this? I, I, I don't, it's I don't, up to I'm, you, I'm just You're curious. All good. I'm just curious how much I can slip because there's <laughs> a lot can. of frustration in there and, and, I, and I've been I've suppressed a couple F-bombs. I just want to make sure. Uh, no, can. don't
2: worry. But you can let them fly. It really doesn't It doesn't matter. This right. is, uh,
0: we're, this, we're, the FDC is not going to. Yeah, yeah. FCC. Yeah, okay. FCC. I, just, I just didn't know what your target was. I can be. I no, can meet, you're good. I, I think it. it's
2: just up uh, I think, you know, it's be yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. If people Profane. can't handle that, then uh, listen to the next episode where we don't do it. I don't know.
0: So we, you know, we had to scramble around and redo, you know, everything we do. It was all, I mean, it's this has all just been, it is absolute <laughs> fucking madness. And so the first night, St. Patrick's Day, I mean, we got, we got swarmed, absolutely swarmed. We had a line going in of people in cars down the alley, all the way around the block. Uh, I think, did your wife come down that oh, yeah. day? Yeah, yeah, yeah we and got, she some. got And she got stuck out, out there because it was just, I mean, we had, we had more tickets. We did... So much business until we just ran out of brisket like in like seventy minutes, which we've never we've <laughs> never done that before. Usually every employee eats a pound and a half of brisket and we all swell up because all the salt in it. <laughs> but this year I don't we barely got you know. Well see, that's
2: kinda of what I was wondering because when it first when when it first happened, it seemed like everybody came out mm-hmm. in support right off the bat. So yep. has that continued or I mean I imagine
0: it's it, died off some. It's, it's gone down a little bit, but let's see. Friday night, I mean we had it we had a really good night. We're moving more food now than we are during normal times just because we're no longer limited by our space. You know, we got ten oh, tables and, right. and a dozen bar stools. So we're putting out probably double the amount of food that we normally do just out the back door. Mm-hmm. So trying to work our you know, trying to work, change your whole model to to do that. So we pared down our menu to only things that we could just do on the grill and fire out so we can we've pretty much got it we can do four or five tickets at a time but we've had to move our register our cash register and where we pay we've just set up a little mobile office in the back if the weather's nice we can put it outside with our credit card machine and everything oh you have to and walk have all the way into the bar and all yeah because that was it that was just getting to be a huge hassle and it's like why in the hell are we doing this this is silly so but it did take us like i don't know two weeks to figure that out uh before it was just like i don't this is wasting my time. And then by the time I get back out there, somebody else needs something. And so I got to go right back. So we've, we've figured it out and we've set up, you know, it did take us a few days to figure out how to organize the kitchen, to be able to just get everything in an assembly line. Cause we are getting, I mean, we, we are still pretty busy. It's, it's gone down. The enthusiasm is, is still there and the support's still there. And I really appreciate it. And I know, uh, uh, it's, it's about the same thing for other, for other businesses. I've got, I've got it. I know enough people, uh, I I communicate with other business owners like Jose's Tacos. Uh, We get their like their food order from Cisco gets delivered to Hogan's and we take it to them because they don't have a space for a semi truck to pull up there. So we take care of that for them. And I went and talked to him. You guys, yeah, it's it's it helps him out a lot, and it's nothing. You know, it's absolutely nothing for us to be able to do that. Uh, But he's been he's been doing really well. His orders are are giant right now, and he's been like when I see him, he is. He came in sometime this week for food. I mean, he was just exhausted. He just been worked <laughs> over. So and they've been running out of food. So it's it's been going well for everybody. Uh, our friend Kenny just got just helped open up the Burger Stop, and they've been they've been really busy. So people are still out and moving. And you know, when you go out, the line at McDonald's is through the parking lot. So uh, there's still a lot of people going out and doing things. Um, we've always we've been trying to keep it up uh you know every Saturday night we get a you know a Hogan's family dinner for the employees we just go and buy yeah I was gonna you know, say
2: that's something that's that's really nice just from different local restaurants
0: yeah we've done something different uh we've done something different every week and it's and it's it's just been nice to be able to throw it out because we've been you know we've got a really we've got a really good base of support Hogan's has a lot of love for it amongst our customers and in the valley and so it's it's nice to be able to make sure that everybody that we can you know Gets a little of that, spread that jing around a little bit and, and, uh, you know, just do what we can. Cause we're all stuck in this shit, you know, and it's, we're all doing, dealing with the same thing. Uh, you know, I, I, the, uh, current government order, governor's order is set to expire on, uh, the May 4th of 4th, May. Yeah. There's, I, I think fully 0% chance that, that that's happening right. at least, at least in my industry. I, I expect restaurants maybe late May, but like as a for a bar, probably June. Uh, it would be if I if I had to guess, I'd guess the middle of June is when we can probably open back up. Just depending on how everything goes, because they're gonna start opening some things and check some numbers. And if if those numbers show that there's gonna going to be you know a second wave of community spread, they're gonna they're gonna pare everything back again. So. We're just, we're just sitting around waiting. And then they're, you know, they talk about, you know, you can open up your business, but then you got to space out customers and, and, you know, basically remove tables, make sure people are six feet apart. And I got like a few hundred square feet to work with. I can't really, what am I going to do? People are going to have to walk
1: by each other just to go to the bathroom. Yeah.
0: And, and I mean, I can't, I can't hire a bouncer to just stand at the door and count people and tell them to, you know, sorry, beat it. You know, we're we're full with 15 people inside. So it's going to be interesting how we're going to deal with it. I think, you know, I'm talking to the employees and with my wife, I think if it comes to that, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing because I can't, I can't do anything with four tables. That's just going to be, that's going to be obnoxious. So, so
1: do you feel like with your level of understanding of the situation, the information you get from your seat on the, on the board of community health and as a city council member, that this should be more like on a, <laughs> County by county basis, um, because I th- like you said, the general feeling here is business as usual. Everybody's kind of going and doing their thing like they would. Everybody's outside. Nobody's really doing the six feet thing.
0: Yeah, I I do think. I mean, I don't. There's not specific information from those because we do have issues where you know this is from now f- from the Board of Public Health where we have construction workers who are working on things. Uh, there've been a couple cases that have stemmed directly from construction sites where, where somebody who has come in and infected and, you know, they get tested and they've been working on, you know, they've been working on a project in town and, 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 and and there's been issues with them obeying the, you know, the guidelines and the things we need them to do. So it's still out there and moving around. And, uh, I I just, I don't really know how it's all going to be, uh. With that, like with opening up and, and and doing it county by county, which I think they should do because the majority of the cases are in what Snohomish and King County are those the yeah you know? I, uh, yeah I, I think I think Definitely. those are the two. I mean, there's when you look at the map of the state, county by county, and it's color coded based on cases. There's two counties that are red, and everything else is in a shade of green to gray. Like mm-hmm. some state, some counties actually have had no cases. I think Yakutat mm-hmm. County has what 16. It's yeah, we're something, we're something like that. I'm trying to remember if I've gotten an email.
1: And The majority of those are probably just in Clarkston, I would assume.
0: Yeah, I, w- I don't know Well, the county, you know, Clarkston, but the, you know, the difference between the city and the county is right. the, the city's that little postage stamp, and the, and and everything around it gets called Clarkston, but only a, a really small percentage of that is actually mm-hmm. Clarkston. So, uh, yeah, and they aren't. It's it's in our uh, our cases in Clarkston are they range from the from the 20s to the to the eighties. So there's actually a pretty, a pretty wide spread of, of groups in there that are actually coming down with it. Uh, which is, which is pretty interesting, which I think does kind of mirror the national trend, but I, I think it would be smart for the governor to, to pick some counties and, and just let, let them, let them open. Uh, that, I, I, I I think, but again, I'm not privy to all information. Um, and then what, what do you do when you open those counties? And then do you, do you restrict traveling to other counties? Like, how do you
1: how yeah, we do, work yeah. all this
0: out? And, right. and it's all, I don't envy the people having to make these decisions. I, I do think our governor, uh, Inslee, has done a, a pretty remarkable job giving the, the just absolute insanity and in all of the stuff he has to deal with. I, I think he's been... You know, pretty straightforward. There's a lot of people who are frustrated with them, and I get that. You know, there's uh, my wife's business is she she can't do anything. So as soon as this came out, she shut her doors, and she's been you know home with the kids, man, by and large. And there's uh, you know like on on our block, you know, the arcade, that one up arcade, yeah, he, he just that was
2: sad. Couldn't do anything that. and had to
0: close, and that's a real bummer. He's a really nice guy, and uh, my family really loved going to the arcade. Uh, I know, I was really looking forward
2: to going to the arcade, Mm -hmm. and now that's not even an option.
0: Yeah, and and I think there's things, I think now that we've had some time, you know, there's uh, the Lees who own Mom and Pops, and that's a, uh, they do, they cut hair. You know, I think there's places like that where you could bring in, I mean, even if you have to bring in one one client at a time, work on them, clean up, sanitize, it, it makes sense that somebody like that could do that when we have, 800 people in Costco at a time. Uh, like at the beginning of this, I don't remember those just oh, yeah. bat shit insane lines going around oh, while yeah. people were still hoarding toilet paper when that was a thing. Uh, <laughs> the dumbest thing. Uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, I, and that's another <laughs> one, right. you know, you, I understand why people would know. do that because this is all so far out of our hands and, and, I guess buying toilet paper feels like you're doing something proactive.
2: Uh, this is coming from someone who's been trying to convince Caitlin to get a, a bidet for. Oh, really? So yeah. I, I don't
0: have I'm going to hook one up in that bathroom over there, I think, yeah. for me. We kind of wanted one. We've been talking about it. And then when this hit, it's like, perfect time. Why not? Sold out. Like Amazon <laughs> had I was one. just going to build
2: just, my own. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't, yeah, I guess. The you just up get
2: back. one of those like a kitchen a, nozzle. Yeah, yeah. yeah and a those little spray. spray <laughs>
1: Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that would be a sufficient amount of accuracy for my, my comfort. <laughs> All right. Well,
2: <laughs> enough talking about Drew's Anus. Um Sorry, that sidetracked yeah. us bad. Yeah, but uh, do a- you have any idea of um, how many businesses have had to close in Clarkston because of this? Any sort of idea? You, uh,
0: I know – I mean, I, I just – I know the arcade is the only one the only one that I'm aware of that has had to just that they, they they can't they can't do that you know their rent was sufficient enough that that it it was it was too much of a hardship on them so they're the only ones but I know there's other families that are really struggling because they haven't been able to work uh yeah well maybe not closed like
2: had to sell but just
0: completely not working oh, The haircut work, oh.
2: places that like how
0: much how, how how much has Clarkston has had to shut down Well, just around us, uh, I don't, I don't think like, and, and books too. Oh, right. I I don't think they're doing anything right now. Uh, saute right on the corner, one down from Hogan's. They're not really, they're not doing anything. Uh, you know, and then there's the arcade and then my wife's office is on the same block as Hogan's and then the mom and pop's barbershop is on the same block and they've had to shut down, uh. So just just right around, immediately around Hogan's, there's on that block there's
1: ten businesses like True Value that's still open, right? Greenfield, the bank,
0: yeah, yeah, and the bank. So you know they've got their drive through Mm -hmm. going right there. All of them do. So there's you know, and then there's I'm I'm guessing that physical therapy thing just a block down from Hogan's is shut. Uh, I know Gameplay is doing. They're doing drive up. Like you can call in or look online and see any video games or whatever you want. And they have certain hours where you can drive up and they've been doing they've been doing that. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's it's brutal. Uh, and, and on the other side of this, are people going to have money when all this comes back up? Are people going to be flush enough to be able to go out and oh, get yeah. money back into the Do community? Do you see immediately? any of the
2: unemployment numbers working on the city council?
0: Uh, we did get, oh, gosh, a couple maybe last week. I wish I could remember who sent it out. It was probably the Chamber of Commerce they did and and uh, or maybe it was Michelle Peters with Visit Lewis Clark Valley. But one, one of those folks sent out some unemployment numbers and and a lot of them had to do with like you know service and entertainment. It makes up like god what it was like 54 million dollars of payroll in the Lewis Clark Valley and those jobs have make up and they make up five, somewhere between five and 10% of the, all of the jobs in the Valley. And a lot of those jobs have been cut. You know, I don't think happy day, you know, they've got such big buildings, you know, they've had to either cut people or, uh, trim their hours down to just, you know, enough to help a few people get by. Right. Uh, so that's a, that's a big chunk. I mean, they're one of the larger employees in the Valley and I think this has hit them to where, you know, they've, they've had, you know, my one friend who works for them, I, I think he's only working like Four hours a week. Whoa! There, so he went down from doing five nights a week to like one little bit of a shift, hmm. uh, and that's and that's rough. So we've we've lost we've lost a load of jobs, and I haven't seen what our unemployment, like our benefits requests are. But what did I see? Six hundred thousand unemployed now in Washington. Wow. The, the, at least that are that are filing for <laughs> unemployment. I think that was I some. I think that's the number. And I hope it's not more, but it very likely could be a lot more than that. So there's just, you know, you can't do business. You can't do it. Normally we got lucky at Hogan's and, uh, we got in on the first round of the, uh, the PPP, uh, loan program with the SBA Okay, where that in that, that allows me to pay my employees, you know, even though we're, we can't be open our full, you know, 12, whatever hours a day, we're only doing a few hours a day, five days a week, uh, right yeah five days a week and uh no what are those
2: hours real quick
0: oh we, we do uh tuesday through saturday uh four to eight okay and we have our we try to keep our menu up on our facebook page and our instagram page uh and we just just call in an order and we can generally have it i think our longest ticket order is 30 minutes about it you know sometimes we get we can get through a whole rail of tickets now with our pared down menu in about 30 minutes But we were able to get that. So fortunately, all of my staff is able to not have to go on unemployment. So we're able to pay, you know, they work 18 hours a week, something like that. And we're able to pay them for 35 hours a week with that. So we can guarantee that at least for eight weeks that they're all getting paid off unemployment, uh, which has been that's that's super helpful to be able to do that, because otherwise, you know, four or five hours a day who can i mean you can barely live on minimum wage who can live on something like that so that came through that was uh, largely due to the the great work of uh, Dan Rudolph at Washington Trust Bank man that guy that guy's really gone out of his way for me as a business owner more than once now and so i just want to throw that out there he he got that done for us and shout we out are, to Dan yeah, yeah thanks we dan we're super grateful for that uh
1: so at, at city council at that level, have you guys started to kind of anticipate what reentry into back to what normal was is going to look like or be oh, like?
2: And that was a great point that
0: people are still going to Costco, but you can't do one person at a time in a yeah. cutting place.
2: Kind of on the same line. There. Yeah,
0: it's uh, no. I mean, right now we're you know city hall's closed. We're doing all our meetings on not Zoom but some other. Some other app I have on my phone, I don't know Skype or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's a web. I don't know. I don't shit. I don't remember. <laughs> um, it's it's it's. They send me an email and I click on the link, and most of the time it works. Uh, so we've got you know it's all it's all really limited. We got to keep an eye on, uh, you know people people doing, not following guidelines. I think that's been a thing. A lot of it has to do with the public health. We'll look at it and see people doing like construction, for example. And then they have to report it to the police and the police have to go and talk to them like that. So that's that's been a big part of the city. I think we've had uh, uh, the fire chief came in the other night and I talked to him and so he's brand new. He's, he got the job and then immediately, like maybe the next week after he took this job, he moved up here from Florida and then all this shit just blows up in <laughs> our faces. And so he's been dealing with with some fun stuff in his first like you know, month and a half, two months in Clarkston, this is, this is his experience, but he came in and they've had, uh, you know, an increase in fire. I think a couple kitchen fires, maybe two or three kitchen fires and Hmm. some other electrical fire. But I think people are at home now, uh, cooking and maybe aren't super great at it, or I'm not, I'm not (laughs) sure exactly what happens, but, uh, (laughs) but you're just, you know,
1: looking after the kids, I guess, and maybe they get distracted. Boy, how about that? Uh, homeschooling.
0: That's
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you're dealing with that, aren't oh, you? Oh yeah, too. How's I got a going? teenager
0: and an eight year old. Well, my daughter's gone feral, so <laughs> <laughs> she just she can spend. She, I mean, she's cool with it too. She can spend all day in her pajamas and she's fine. Uh, my other child is you, you know at 13 years old. It's it's super hard to do that, and and you know so they're go they're going through a lot of things at that age that make just existing hard. I mean, I don't know if you remember junior high, but <sighs> sucks. So, and then you add on just some other life stuff. And then this on top of that. And I don't know, I, f- I feel, I-, I feel really bad for, uh, for Lily. And that's, it's, it's been tough on her. So, but my, my other daughter, Tylen, she's eight. She doesn't give a shit. She gets up, you know, we have to fight. It's like <laughs> trying to put a cat in a toilet, getting her to do math. Uh, it's crazy. And I can't even imagine all the other parents out there, uh, trying to live life and do deal with all this bullshit and then having to have your kids around all the time. And you're now taking on another duty. So a lot of people are still, you know, working from home, but you also now have to be a teacher while you're doing, you know, if you work for like regents while you're doing, you know, data entry or whatever, you're trying to deal with all that and have meetings. Like whenever I do my meetings, I just go to the restaurant and sit in the dark and, Mm -hmm. and, and do it there because I mean, it's just, it's kind of just chaos. Right. And it's all like the Wild West out there, too. So, yeah. <laughs> rules, rules, it feels like rules barely apply.
1: Yeah. Right but, now to a lot of things. Especially where we live, like, like we've been talking about this whole time. It just feels like anything goes. Everybody's kind of just doing stuff as normal. But I really worry about the people that are sticking to it and are staying indoors, what that's going to do to their mental health. And well, also, just, what's, what, uh, like how do, you, how do you deal with going back into the workforce if you've lost your job that you've had for 30 years mm-hmm. and, now, oh. and now you're stuck at home. There's nothing you can do about it. It's going to be difficult to find a job for a while.
0: Yeah, those – I don't know. This is going to be – I mean the impacts of this are going to ripple throughout our economy and our country for a, a long time. Like it's not when – it, when they finally you know, reopen the country or whatever the hell we're going to get to. It's it's going to be a real different thing, you know. Like uh, something is. I mean, it's it's something I enjoy, but something as frivolous as concerts. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know if we're going to be able to do that for a while. No, even if someone
2: throws a concert, mm-hmm. how many people are coming?
0: Well, I don't know, but if it's a bunch, that's going to be a problem because if you know, there's there's those things where you get a group of people together, and if that becomes a spreading center, like one person there. Mm-hmm. And then so concerts now become this focus and then they'll get shut down. You know, they'll be they'll get knocked down real quick if something like that starts to happen. So, you know, I've got tickets for a couple of shows this summer, three or four. We're going to see Primus. We're going to see Ween, We're going to see fish. I mean, none of that's none of that's happening. And I don't I think Los Angeles has banned concerts yeah. till twenty twenty one. Uh, so there's going to be, I just, I don't really, I don't think anybody knows what this is going to look like on the other end. There's going to be people who are going to need help because of this financially, uh, and probably psychologically.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you just think about people that are so dependent on being around everyone else, you know, like I'm, I'm okay with being by myself, Mm -hmm. doing my own thing to an extent, but I mean, it's one of the pillars of our basic human needs. We need food, water, shelter, and people.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And and
1: if you have to disassociate and be kind of by yourself, locked away for who knows, Mm -hmm. an indefinite amount of time, I just feel like that's going to weigh on people. And you, like you said, you compound all of your other things that you have going on in your life otherwise, Mm -hmm. like bills, jobs. What if a relative gets sick? What if they have COVID and you can't go be with them? Yeah, You
0: can't, there's, there's a lady on city council who had her, her grandmother before all this started, had some medical trouble and went into the hospital and they never, they couldn't go in and see her for that last stretch of her life while she was in in the hospital. And, you know, and she recently passed and that's rough because you don't get to spend that last bit of time that you, you know, you'd all really want when you know it's the end, you really Mm want to make sure that you get that time in. Well, it's and there's a lot for of for that person
1: are, that dies too. Like, I don't get to oh, have just, the comfort of my relatives when I'm about to die, you're just
0: sitting alone in a stupid hospital room. Yeah, better luck nurses. I hope they're great.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, my my
2: grandma got it and she's fine. She never really had a fever, but she was tested for it a couple times. And hmm. yeah, we were wondering, but I still I have I can't go see her.
0: That's a bummer. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And that's we were wondering if if it hadn't already come through, there was a point where, uh, you know, at the restaurant, uh, Gary, Eric, and I all at the same time, uh, just right at the beginning of February, we were, we were sick. And, uh, like we even, I think what that was right at the very end of it is when I came in and recorded with you guys somewhere in like the middle of February yep. is when I kind of was getting mm. over it. Uh, you know, we were wondering if that's, if we'd already had it. We mm-hmm. have to get the and antibody test. Yeah, we have it. I don't want to get on that list. I don't want anybody to know. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to get tested. I don't want to be on. Right. I, I don't want to. I don't. You know, in the future, my insurance rates going to go up if you do have it because it does seem to be a very systemic thing. It affects the liver and the kidneys and the brains. And younger people are having strokes because yeah, of, out and out of nowhere. Uh, so it's a, it it affects nearly every organ in your body. I I I, I don't. I mean, this is just me being.
1: I me. get you. I hear but you. But I, I
0: don't want to be on a list where, you know, someday an insurance company is going to add that as a, you know, as a risk factor that they're not going to cover certain things because I've got this or I've come down with that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, in order to open the economy, we're probably going to have to get those tests to find out, you know, have we been exposed? Are we all good? Yeah. I well, I and then, I every, and then you get the people who
2: I ain't getting no tests or vaccine trials. And that's. Not
0: a topic for this show, but uh, yeah, that'll be it's someone else's can of worms. It's all chaos. It's all just it's it's all just a complete and total shit show in every in every facet. And
2: it's this hard balance because there is a correlation between the economy tanking and deaths rising, and a lot of those deaths are suicide. But then there's also people losing their jobs and all that Mm -hmm. other stuff. So how far can we afford to let the
0: economy stall? Mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah, no, I don't think there anybody is no, has there is the no answer. like, no. there is no answer. I don't know how you can, how you can balance that and put value on. No, on I think things that you, that are immeasurable as far as value goes. No. Right. And I'm
2: not sure that this hunkering down has been a bad, I know it's got a lot of bad downsides. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not sure how, I don't know if anybody's sure how much it helped, but,
0: it but is kind of
2: nice to know that at least we we know we can make it this far if something like this happens again and maybe is worse or whatever mm, in the future. I mean, we don't know how bad this yeah. is yet.
0: It, it's been interesting how, and, and we kind of talked about it before we started talking, but uh, we have. Uh, oh, now I can't. I think of his name. He's such a. He's he's super helpful. Anyway, he's the our doctor of public health, and he mm. he let us know in public health, kind of what this was going to look like. And in January, they had, they had pretty good information. Like he, he knew kind of what the infection rates were going to be and what the, R uh, are not, which the, your R and it's kind of a little subscript zero. That's how many people somebody infected is going to be able to infect around them. And, uh, he knew, he let us know about the asymptomatic. Like that's the, that's the troubling part of this is that there's a lot of people that get sick and just, you know, they don't know, they don't, they don't ever show any symptoms. So they're walking around and every, you know, they're touching everything and, and just living their lives like you would, but the whole time, you know, they can, they can and are spreading the disease. So that's, that's kind of why they're trying to keep people away from each other is I I think probably in the beginning, if they just would have done a hard, like 20 days, like nothing is, we're just, just shut down. Don't go in public. We probably would have been a, better, a lot better off than we're doing the, this kind of drug out thing, but that's that's just my opinion. I know, I know shit. You know, I, I no, I know. I, we I, all I try do. to I try to keep up on the information, but but when it comes down to it, I, I don't I don't know anything, and I'm glad I'm not having to make these really awful decisions. That, I don't
2: envy anybody that is a decision maker during yeah. this time, and and yeah, none of us really know. We, we all just want the best. We hope we want the best for everybody as far as health and staying at home and doing all this stuff, but then at the same time, how long can we do that for?
1: Yeah. Well, and speaking of information, where where do you get yours from? Where does the city council get theirs from, and, and what do you recommend people visit to get a better understanding of I, what to do?
0: I think – Stay the fuck off of YouTube and Facebook.
1: <laughs> well, they're now uh, <laughs> not allowing anything on YouTube that isn't in compliance with, I think, World Health Organization or the CDC's recommendations.
0: It, yeah, yeah, and that's where so you go to your state, your state public health, and they'll you generally link you to the CDC. Those are gonna be sources of of real information, not not tainted with any sort of opinion or anybody's, you know, crackpot bullshit that right. that they're gonna put out there and uh so I, I, I try, we get, you know, we've had, uh, our public health department is linked, to, is linked to the CDC, to, to the state, which is linked to the CDC, which actually invariably links back to the state, which is, which is a funny little run around when you're trying to find numbers, you go, you know, you kind of go up the chain and it takes you to the CDC and then you find Washington and click on it and it takes you back to the Washington website. <laughs> That's happened a couple times where it's just like, son of the bitches. But those, those, those kind of hard sources are good. You know, they're. The news, I don't know, we got, it's all so hard to filter and there's so much.
2: Well, the news is hard just because of the state of the news these
0: days and they're trying to fill that 24 hours. Yeah, it's just, there's uh, just so much content out there that they're just saying shit. Yeah. And and so much of it is is opinion disguised as news. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, I I don't, I don't watch any of it. Uh, You know, we don't, we haven't had cable for, I haven't had cable for, I don't know, 20 years, something like that. So I don't I don't I don't go through any of that shit. I no. I read some articles online. I pick a few things and I and I do try to double check you know information. You know, if if I see it in something, you know, it takes a Google search and if you can go find it in a few different independent major news outlets, you can generally trust the information uh but I don't know. It's it's, it's hard to just the amount of the amount of stuff that gets just shared on Facebook is
2: well, even the legitimate information like the CDC's stance on face masks, which mm-hmm. is actually a conversation I was having, I think, in January um, with a friend of mine on the efficacy of face masks. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were trying to figure out if having a face mask on all day was sitting there incubating whatever was getting trapped on it, or if it was keeping the spread down. And I think the CDC kind of had the
0: same Oh, it went questions. back and forth. It, I it mean, did. They, it went they, back they, and forth. So and, that's and I think, what makes it difficult. Yeah, I think initially they didn't want people wearing masks because they, they wanted them to be available sure, to the health. people who need them. But then yeah. it's like, wow, shit, everybody please wear masks because you, know, the, you can see the thing where you know, if one person's wearing a mask, it's not super effective. You can still, somebody not wearing a mask, mm. you, know, you get it on you. Anywhere on your hands, I mean, how many times you touch your face, just all of that stuff. So you don't even think about it. But I think if everybody's wearing masks, the transmission rates – if you're wearing masks and staying apart, the transmission rate is not zero because you never really – that's not really a statistical thing, but it approaches zero Mm -hmm. and it keeps it low. So that's – I mean that's why they're recommending – I think it, I think they're just good to keep your breath from spreading out. Yes. Yeah, oh, they, they I think they that's the whole are.
2: point of the mask is just keep your keep your insides shit. with you. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> pack it in, pack it out.
1: But the then, thing <laughs> the thing that I think is crazy about all of this is it just demonstrates concretely how vulnerable we are if the mm-hmm. situation happens. Oh yeah, this isn't and even then, a bad one. No. On and the then also you compound all those factors with the misinformation the leanings you know we won't get into that but people's crazy ideas about conspiracies or or stripping of rights or whatever it may be and you have kind of this push and pull and everybody that's in the science community is trying to play catch up and go. How do we deal with all of this and yeah. make everybody stay healthy?
0: And and hopefully it's just to get out and just get out the right information. And there's really nothing else you can do. Like yeah, there's you not. can't you can't play defense on every crackpot in the world. You just got to put the information out and and, and it's, it's hope it's the best information. I mean that's the thing with science is that you put you have something, but if better information comes along, you have to. You have to change what you were saying, yep. which which really seems like bullshit to a lot of people. Exactly. But, but it's just the nature of science. It's li- like almost the literal definition is if you get better information, you have to change your hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's something I think a lot of non-scientists don't.
2: So like a lot of times in science you say – you don't say I'm right or I'm wrong. You say I think I'm right and, I'm, and I think I'm right 90% but it could yeah. still be right. It's never, this is, 100% true, oh, yeah, this yeah, is a hundred percent true. It's just
0: zero percent. With the best right? information given, this is what I know.
2: Exactly. Uh, and that can yeah. always change. And then, like you said, it, it can look like bullshit to someone who's on the outside saying, well, oh, mask, no mask, no mask. Well, we put have.
1: all of our faith, the community puts all of its faith into these people that are scientists to help with this problem. And like you said, if you have sort of, no understanding or not any level of nuance in how science works, you're kind of like, "Well, why did you say this today, but now tomorrow it's different, and yeah. the next day it might be different again. I don't believe in any of it now
0: and and, and that's uh,
2: yeah, that's kind of it's hard to blame that person too,
0: it, yeah, it is, but there's also a level of understanding that should be fundamental when you know when you're coming through school about how science works and how science operates and and you'd hope that that information gets gets out there and gets into people you know at a young age that this is how the scientific process works and and, and I think some of that is either lost or gets ideologically uh extracted from memory just just to keep a personal beliefs right. true to yourself. I just never give people too much credit
1: <laughs> The older I get, the more and more that becomes uh well, A reoccurring thing. So as
2: this continues, you said you got the PPP.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's uh that was that thing.
0: So the how many protection we- program? Okay, paycheck, paycheck paycheck protection program.
2: So, right. how so how many more weeks do you have left on that?
0: What's today? What's uh, the date? Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth ish. Yeah, it's the end of April. So we got yeah. So we got so at the end of this. So I have so God is that really going to be four weeks? So I have four more weeks. What are do you doing? So that? we're gonna go. Um. <laughs> We'll find out, I guess, because we'll I, I I have a feeling that we're still going to be in the midst of all this yeah. when when that when that when that happens. So, you know, I don't I don't really know, and it's going to really hurt, but I can't I can't personally now afford to to pay my employees the same thing. So we're going to have to we're going to have to do we're going to have to do something. We'll figure it out. We've been we've been pretty agile, you know, as as a business reacting to this, you know. So we're it's just thinking on our feet and trying to work on other, other programs. There's a, there's a couple that came out, but I think the demand is so big that these, the programs are like, there's a save small business grant. And there was another one that was done just by the Washington government and put out to the local, uh, Oh, uh, what are they? There's a, there's a, like an economic impact group for a region. And, and I believe ours is a uh, SWEDA.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, as well. Yeah.
0: SEDA is over in Idaho. Yeah. And I think we have SWEDA and they were going to do things, but I think the demand on those was so huge that I think we got lost in the shuffle or we didn't get in in time, even though, you know, we were on it the second it came out. Uh, but demand was so huge in a County, they had to shut down accepting applications after some time after we did. And so that one kind of just the hopes of that just kind of disappeared. That was something that was going to be able to help with, uh, you know, when this is over, I now have to restock, you know, I've been, we've been selling beer and selling food and I had some stuff spoil that we're not using anymore. So I'm going to have to rebuy all that at the end of this. And that was a grant that was going to be able to help with that. So I think that's lost. And what, there was a couple others, you know, we're just going to yeah, we're just gonna see what happens, I guess. I mean, there's there's really nothing we can do. Uh, we'll we'll do our best because you know my employees are really important to me, and uh, you know Hogan's is kind of a, a big part of all of our lives. So you know we need to take care of them, and uh, so we'll we'll do whatever we can, and then just once we open again, I and mean, we're gonna get we're gonna get worked
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> like how
0: you know his. I'm a, I'm kind of afraid of how hard I'm going to have to work when all this is over. Like it's going to be it's well. Be I don't fun. know
2: though because that might be part of the transition. Is maybe you can only let so many people in. So maybe you yeah. won't be worked.
0: Yeah, and then, but then but then once the gates are open, whenever that is, that's true. You know, I'm sure we'll that's true. I'm sure we'll be. There's a lot of people who we miss and miss Hogan. So, we'll you know, we'll get some business. But yeah, like I, I think I said it earlier. You know, when that happens, if you have to limit the amount of people coming in we're it's really a- another challenge. Yeah. We're really affected by that. Uh, I, cause I, I mean, you know, we have to, we just don't have any space. I'd have to pull more than half my tables. Like I kind of did some of the measurements last night and, you know, if I have to take out every other one, you know, I'm left with, I'm left with four, maybe five tables. And, and then the bar stools, I can have five if I keep them a certain distance apart around the bar. So I'm, I'm now down, I'm down to like 24 seats in the restaurant.
1: Was there stipulations thus far about
0: people being outside? Like if you were to give them food out on the patio? I, so, I mean, right now the gatherings are less than 10, no more than, or no more than 10 people. And you need to have, you know, six feet between people. So I, I think, you know, like on that back patio, we can have a few, but it not still a whole, wouldn't be enough to really make up for I don't much. think so. But again, that's going to be one where we're just going to have to think on our feet. And if we have to make it work, we're going to have to make it work. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's all just up in the... It's all a guessing game. Who
2: knows? Hey, do you want to know how you can get the Old Spiral podcast uninterrupted? Check out our new Patreon account. From now on, you can get the same show you know and love without being interrupted by commercials. We would really appreciate the support... And if you would head to patreon.com slash Old Now back to the show. I don't know. I was I was thinking it might be fun to uh, still have people do the carry out orders. That I was thinking Riverport, mm-hmm. but Hogan's would be fun too. But stand out there and just play music for everybody in their car. Mm-hmm. We've we've had. Uh, I wonder if that's even a. Oh, I don't know if that's allowed. Or but it seems like if as long as you're following all the, if everyone's still staying in their car.
0: We have a couple of, of, of really nice ladies who, you know, before all this would get together on Thursday and meet and have dinner and drinks together. And they've been, uh, they've been just pulling up and, uh, and having a tailgate, just sit in their cars and get a six pack of rolling rock and a couple salads. And they just sit out in the parking lot and, and, uh, just have a little tailgate dinner together Continue and socialize. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and get together. So people are being creative, uh,
1: so what are, what what have you guys done in terms of drinks? Because you can't yeah you your can't, liquor sales can't take have plummeted a, I'm sure it yeah is. yeah well
0: okay um what's legal and what are you doing no, I'm just yeah kidding. that's <laughs> what am I saying okay well anyhow uh right now in Washington you can oh, oh, sorry, sorry that. About uh, that. you you can sell drinks but the deal is is that the bottle has to be the liquor has to be factory sealed so it has to come in. You know, if you're selling a margarita or whatever, it's got to be in a Cuervo bottle. So whatever size, you have to sell the whole entire bottle. So uh, what we're going to start doing and and just is get a bunch of airplane bottles. Yeah, I was going to say get like those little hotel airplane. <laughs> yep, and that's what – and so we're just going to sell 50-milliliter bottles and drinks. So we'll start doing that on Cinco de Mayo. I've got a line on getting some like Hemador tequila and we'll make up just giant batches of, of – uh, Sour mix and maybe even just like you know like a strawberry lemonade and just start we're just going to start doing that because even though you know again those margins aren't going to be real good because the, those little one hundred milliliter bottles they're more expensive per ounce than if I buy it in a in a full liter bottle mm-hmm. so but we'll we'll just start we'll start doing it we've been reluctant to do it to doing it right now because i don't know it just seems like a lot of work well and Okay, as a as a drink maker, it's something I'm I'm very serious about. Like even I was watching TV last night, and these people were drinking these watered down margaritas. You could tell all the ice is melted, and they're drinking them out of straws, even though there's a salted rim on there. And that just drive that drives me crazy. I feel bad for people having to drink bad drinks. So what I don't want to do is make these things and have the dilution be wrong because people don't go home and they don't, you know, they don't necessarily have the shakers and and all that to to get them. Just right. So if you just pour some of that lemonade on ice and pour some vodka on top of that, well, you know technically that's not the proper dilution ratio because I would have shaken it and kind of done this and then done that. So it's not necessarily going to be a good drink. So that's why we've been reluctant to to do anything. You know, we do have a few people come in, and if you're kind of in the know, you can ask for a drink, and <laughs> we'll do what we can. Uh, but that would be
2: a nice thing uh, for say the city. I don't know. There probably have to be a state thing. I know in North Carolina when I was there, you could they had drive-up margaritas. Yeah, there's a, there's quite can, a few states. And, well, and then uh, Los Angeles, or not Los Angeles, um, New Orleans, uh, Louisiana.
0: Oh yeah, you can just, you walk, can around. just walk around and yeah. and you know what? Why not Why change
2: not? it? You know what I mean?
0: Like yeah. and and again, this is all this is all Wild West. I mean, we got to do what we got to do to make our businesses survive. You know, within within reason. And I I don't think that being able just to sell drinks and cups as long as you're making sure you're not selling them to minors and mm-hmm. and you do something so that the people aren't drinking them on their drive home which uh, which is what Idaho's done which is nice you see like a uh, uh, Oh really? Yeah, uh, Bravas has been doing so you have to have a sealed container. Okay. And I've seen a few places do this, but Bravas has got their they've got a little cocktail menu, maybe five drinks and they put them in plastic bottles that have like when you screw the top on it's got one of those little safety mm-hmm. seals. And so they're able to do that in Idaho, they're able to pre-mix drinks put them in sealable containers and send them out, which is, which is super handy. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I was hoping you'd be able to do in Washington. Yeah, same. Uh, but, but no, so we have to, we're going to have to do it a different way. And there, there is a model out there. Other businesses are doing it. I just, as, as just someone who takes it, you know, really seriously, I feel, I just, I just don't want to, I just don't want to sell a substandard drink because I'm going to have to charge a certain amount for it just to be able to make it. Mm-hmm. you know, to, cause we use only, you know, we're only just using the fresh things and those little more expensive bottles. So it's, it's been a, it's been a hard balance on how to do that. So we've most right now we've just been selling beer and food and then the occasional drink goes out the door and uh, <laughs> that's
1: well, and I, I get it totally. I mean, if you, if you're listening to this and you haven't yet listened to the first episode that we did with you about Hogan's, Um, go check that out because you'll understand the level of commitment and craft that goes into your menu with drinks and and those lengths that you go to to make something that's going to be actually good and not just like sour mix from a bottle and whatever.
0: Yeah, I can't – I I couldn't – I can't do that. Yeah. just – there's no reason for me that's – that's just something that's not my style and well, so why
1: would you pay for that too? I feel like part of the experience would be getting something made by somebody that actually cares. Yeah. And
0: uh Yeah, and it's hard cuz how long is it going to sit in your car? I don't want the ice yeah. to melt. I, so I just I struggle with all of that. Like mm-hmm. I just don't want to sell shitty things because cause that reflects on me. Like you get home, you don't know that because it wasn't it wasn't necessarily mixed properly. It's just like, "Ah, this is okay. It's it's a little strong or a little tart." And it's like, "Well, it would have been done differently, but Oh well, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll do something, and I and people have been. Man, I can't, and and I and I I don't think I mentioned this earlier, which is stupid of me. But throughout the whole valley, for all the, these businesses, all this people in the service industry, man, this valley has come out huge in helping in helping all of us. I mean, we've gotten a lot of support. I know that uh, Brox and Bravas gets tons of support. Um, I'm so glad Antonio's opened back up. They make great pizza. They do, they do a lot of great stuff. They shut down for a couple weeks. I, I think they were unsure of what to do or how this was affecting them. Uh, I'm glad they're back, but people are, people are so supportive, you know, new businesses have opened up in the middle of all this, which seems insane to me, but it's been working for them. The, uh, Lunchbox is open at Riverport now. The is that oh, deli yeah. lunch, yeah, the, something like that, the barbecue yeah. place, mm-hmm. and you know the Burger Stop opened up, and the valleys come out and support them. And I think uh, I didn't
1: know the Burger Stop was. Is I think I Bridge? saw something. Yeah,
0: yeah, like, it is, and it's, it
1: used to be there a long time ago, like yep. ten years ago. Okay, yeah, yeah cool. Check that out. So they, they're I'll opening back there. up,
0: and and they do have that's a, a really good. Uh, they've actually got a, a chef in there cooking burgers, like uh, you know our friend Kenny. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know Kenny. He, I mean, he's a he's a he's an actual legitimate chef in there making their burgers and doing their prep and doing all their stuff. So, you know, they're going to have a, they're going to have a good product, but the Valley has been so overwhelmingly supportive. Like it's very humbling how much people want, uh, people want these places to be around when all this, when all this shit ends and we all come back together. Uh, I mean, we have people come in and buy, you know, I have a couple that they come in almost every week. They just came and bought a $500 gift card just to make sure that we, you know, we've got some money, and they're going to come in every week. You know, they're going to come. They they spend seventy bucks a week or whatever it is every time they come in. So they've got you know they've got six or seven nights already paid for when this all ends, and they can come back in and do it. And that's that's awesome. That's really nice of them. We have one couple who are so incredible. You know, they they tip they they've been putting like hundred dollar tips on every order. Like they'll come get a couple sandwiches and a growler of beer, and we get we end up with a. You know, or my staff ends up with a hundred dollar tip on the end of that. I mean, that really goes a long way to helping helping everybody get through this. And it's it's been it's been really remarkable how many times that that's happened, where people have just come in and given these outstanding tips just just to be supportive. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, I know there's a lot of you know kind of pros and cons about living in this area. As far as I know, the, some people who are complainers like to complain sometimes about some of the people who oh, yeah, yeah. are here. But every once in a while in times like this, I'm I'm very impressed with our community and how supportive and really kind hearted everyone is. Yeah. And oh, that.
0: it's really, it's really remarkable. And it's, it's just kind of universal. Like I haven't every, pretty much every, every business that's open and struggling and doing anything, uh, how just helpful their clientele have been. Even, even my wife uh, with her, she had somebody pay for, I can, you know, I don't remember how many massages, but came ahead and paid for a bunch of massages, which, which was enables my wife to pay, you know, her rent and utilities for, for this month. So Mm -hmm. she had somebody just, you know, come do that. And that's, you know, that's obviously everybody knows, you know, I, I, when somebody does something nice, it's just like, you don't have to do that. Well, we all know that, but we're doing it like, Mm -hmm. shut up. So that's, I've, I've tried to stop myself from saying, you don't have, you don't have to do that because, I fucking know that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I know, I don't have to <laughs> so, do that. Well,
1: and it's got to feel good knowing like I'm doing something so great and helping this person enjoy their life so much that they're willing to do this for me and mm-hmm. ensure that we stick around. Yeah. And and I mean in a in a place this small, we've got to do that otherwise what do we have? What I mean, there's not going to mm-hmm. be anything else left to do. Our favorite things will be gone. These little businesses that
0: make our town a cool place will just disappear. Yeah, and and people are people are very protective of the things they love here and and it's it's really wonderful. So I've I I know I'm, and I you know, I obviously can't speak for every small business owner, but I know that they that every one of them wants to say thank you to the valley and I know they do repeatedly on Facebook and I I don't know if it's just conveyed how grateful we all are to the the community here like everyone is doing a really great job and I, I I can't thank you enough, and I know all these other businesses. They just can't thank you enough for your support. It's been it's been wonderful.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, someone now just
2: needs to open a drive-in movie theater. Yeah,
0: yeah. that yeah. would be dope. It would be super. It would be super dope. Yeah, and that's one. What the hell are movies going to look like when all this shit Dude. ends? Like nothing's really. Well, so they're, they're talking about AMC closing the whole <sighs> all of AMC oh, nationwide. I, ugh. Yeah, and that's and that's tough because movies are something I really, really love. Oh, uh, yeah. It's been the last.
2: Uh, let's see, I got, right before all this happened, my wife and I got um, t- movie gift cards and Red mm. Lobster gift cards. So we'd go out on a date so the grandparents could watch the kid. Uh huh.
0: And Red Lobster is not owned. Like, they're not even doing anything. And right? now, That'll yeah, then. so now we can't do either <laughs> of them. We just got these gift cards sitting around. <laughs> yeah. And so that's one because we, you know, like we've been the, this week, uh, We've just been kind of playing movies during our dinner service inside. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, I don't know if you're oh, familiar. Oh with yeah, yeah,
2: he's got that new uh, program out. It, yeah,
0: the drive-in uh-huh. movie thing. And so we watched. What the hell did we watch? Oh, Chopping Mall was on the other day. Nice. And that was really fun. Except it's a little strange because I know people showed up to get food, and there are like <laughs> screams and gunfire <laughs> and uh, coming out of Hogan's. And uh-huh. uh, let's see. Last night, what did we watch? We watched The Wild Wonderful. Whites of West Virginia. Oh, that's yep. a good one. Jesco White. Yeah. Is, uh, Better very stop frying them sloppy slime eggs. <laughs> what is it with tap dancing? Like that, it's so funny how... I have no idea. That's He like, had
1: like a, like a unique style that was only like... It was like a proprietary thing to their family and the way that yeah. they did it as like it people was that just, lived out in It, the was, super it was, was super
0: funny watching that. What else did we watch? It's on it was, Amazon Prime. And then Go Hank the watch Third. Her.
2: Hank the Third is a family friend. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's Well, it's funny because one of our... One of our friends and, and part time bartenders, uh, Gary, is from West Virginia, and like his holler is in this like the same region as the Whites. Like I know his family, like maybe Boone his, County. Yeah, his his family knows like Jesco White, they and all wow. the kids, like they they. What? They're all like minors and they're, you know, they're from the small community. So I wonder
1: if they're still alive.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Doctor said all the gasoline was eating holes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the little kid who's bouncing, drinks of Pepsi <laughs> and bouncing off the ball. I'm going to cut his throat. Oh, my God. <laughs> or his nuts.
1: <laughs> or when he gets the Xanax and
0: he's shaking and he goes, Hear that? <laughs> Boone that's County.
1: Boone County mating <laughs>
0: Call. <laughs> Zanny Bar. Yeah. So that's what we did. Because we, okay, so go back to this, this, we love movies. So right. what are movies going to look like when all this is over? I mean, Man, I know there's. I I don't know. They all the stuff that was kind of in the theater, they released to BOD. So there's there's a lot of stuff you can rant out there. And then I know that there's some movies that were completed that are going to be ready to go when this ends, but then everything else has been halted. There's really nothing going to come out. Like what What well, are they going to shoot movies cuz they can't Yeah, they, they've had to, yeah, they've had to to so, halt yeah. television. I mean, even animated stuff. I noticed on Netflix something I I wanted to watch. Uh, they didn't get all of their uh, voiceover acting done, so part of it's in Japanese and part of it's in English. So they've mm-hmm. they've done some of the dubbing, and, and it's it's kind of a mixed thing, and it's kind of it's it's funny. And they put the notification on there. You know, we're trying to protect our our voiceover actors uh, during this time. So it's it's everything's going to be up in the air, and I'm gonna They'll
1: have to bring it back. Right? I mean, oh, yeah. going oh, to okay. the movies is like one of the simple pleasures of life. They'll have to it'll bring it'll, it back.
2: it'll come back slowly, but it might not. Get to be where it was. Who knows? Where, you know. Well,
1: especially if you don't have uh, these big movie houses. Yeah, like that's AMC what I'm saying. And, it,
2: it, maybe it'll transition maybe, yeah. to more local pop-ups. I or don't, know. I,
1: don't
0: I, know. I like the idea of the drive-in theater. We got a lot of land down in the uh, port of Clarkston area. Oh yeah, there's six acres right next to Walmart. Oh, there's a yeah. There, I mean, there's a ton of space down there, man. You could somebody who's got that sort of entrepreneurial heart could really throw something special together and give us a drive-in theater down in the port. And that would be, yeah, let me know. I can attach there, a brewery back to day.
1: it. I think there well, was, can, huh? Our Anybody
2: <laughs> out there want to open a drive-in movie theater slash brewery? <laughs> that'd be a <laughs> wonderful idea. Yeah. Gmail.com. Cool. I'm all in. <laughs> I think, well, no, no, Well, Will Thompson wants to order, uh, open a, a barcade with me. Oh, I think there that's,
0: that was, uh, there was some open businesses and, you know, we've got a friend who's in real estate, and It's like, what should we do with this? And it's like, somebody in the valley needs to open a barcade. Like we were, we were talking about remodeling the basement and trying to do that. I'll do it in, in Hogan's, <laughs> like, you know, clear that out and just have a little open space with just video games right there. We got, we mm-hmm. got the space. We, you know, we have to make it work with the restaurant. We, with we, but we've talked about it. This valley would be, this valley you would have a barcade, tournament a barcade. night.
1: Sponsored by gameplay, just down the Ooh, street. That'd be yeah, awesome. dude, that'd be that'd be awesome.
2: Well, I this grew up a... in and going to Checkers. I don't know if any of you. There oh either. yeah, you went to Checkers. Mm. Yep. yep. Yeah, Checkers was just this tiny little arcade pool hall uh, mm. lunch place. Yep. Pizza and root beer. Yeah. I always used to get a corn dog. Mm-hmm.
0: I grew up in Boise and we had an arcade called Pojo's, which yeah. uh, was a uh, like nickel arcade. So you'd go in and they, I mean, they would have, you know, back then, I mean, we're talking like. Early to mid '80s, all the all of them, the whole thing's new. So you're getting relatively new games, and they're only a nickel. So you could go in with a dollar, a roll a roll of nickels, or two dollars, mm-hmm. and you could play for you know quite a bit of time. Like you have, especially
1: if you're good, you don't yeah, oh, die. Absolutely, yeah,
0: yeah. There was a great value.
1: So yeah, barcades. Well The mm-hmm. drive-in would be cool because I think you could use it for more than just movies. You could use it for any kind. Like uh, I guess like if you wanted to do a church service. In your car, you mm-hmm. could do it that way. You could do meetings yeah. or, or public announcements or, uh, I mean, maybe not
0: after this time passes, but in the meantime. I think I have seen, I have seen churches, uh, you know, I have a friend on who, who plays music, plays in the band and they've set up their band outside and all the cars kind of park on the, the thing and they do it over, I'm guessing over FM radio.
2: Yeah, and I don't know. Just,
0: I, I, I think is how I they're doing it. But they're doing church services that way. Hmm. You know, that's pretty interesting. And that's, you know, that's another thing that's going to have to open up pretty quick, uh, our, our church gatherings. Well, that's another sticking point,
1: you know, like, again, we won't get in the weeds on that, but it's just like, what if your faith dictates you to not abide by these stipulations? What if, what if, uh, you know, you, you think I, it's my right to keep going
0: it, to this church. And, and it is, I mean, it, it's gotta love
2: Americans.
0: <laughs> I know I do. It, yep. It's, it's, I mean, that's, that's constitutionally protected. I right. Mean, right. Like percent. So hundred percent. So there's something, you, you know, you have to be mindful of that. If that's going to be somebody's, you know, if that's their, their held religious belief, you know, it's our job as Americans to honor those things. That's one of right. those things that's very specifically listed, uh, It doesn't affect me in any way, but, you know, I mean, it could, but, but I, I think that that's something that, you know, that's going to have to open up pretty quick. I just think that's just the way it's going to be. It'll be
2: interesting to see how this plays out. It'll be interesting to see what ideas are put in place on how to, to get over this Mm -hmm. whole thing. And then, man, I don't know.
1: Well, and you've heard different levels of government or people in health that say like, this may be just be part of what's normal Mm -hmm. and that there might be reoccurring COVID seasons. Like there are reoccurring flu seasons where we have to do stuff like this. And I mean, I everybody hopes
0: that's not reality, but, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I have no idea. And, you know, I hope that that's, uh, I I don't know. I mean, you can't, you can't do this. We can't do this every year.
1: It'd be, people won't do it. I mean,
0: after, after a while, everybody's just going to, They'd I mean, rather take their fucking chances. Fucking riots and just burn the whole thing down. Well, and that's what I worry about, inside. too,
1: is, like I said, in addition to that mental health piece of this whole thing, people that are inside getting depressed because of it, what about looting? Like, what about writing? I, I'm surprised in these bigger metro, metropolitan areas where stuff is closed, where there aren't people, like,
0: breaking in and just stealing stuff. Yeah, and stuff. I haven't—, I haven't... I haven't seen anything like that I yet. Mean, that but, makes you a uh, all-time world's biggest asshole if you're out doing that. But I, right. I'm, I am surprised. I mean, there's people who don't mind being that. Well, yeah, but, uh, where
1: there's potential for anything like that to happen, people take advantage of. Yeah,
0: it. I, yeah, I don't know. We that that was a conversation we had. It's like, you know, I've got a lot of money worth of alcohol in here, which. We've significantly dwindled working around it all the time. Uh, the cup is a bear. Making um, some videos on YouTube? Yeah. yeah we, oh, yes.
2: Check out his YouTube videos on the on the drink making. You yeah. know what? Last time we, we, we said you were going to give us a, a drink recipe, and we forgot to do that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. I did. Yeah. And, I, and I went, and actually, I got so far as in developing it. And it's going to oh, yeah? be, when we come back, it's it's going to be part of the new cocktail menu. I don't have a... I don't have a great name for it, but uh, what's an easy drink that people can make at home if they're uh... Well that was why I did that one because you know most people have whiskey in the cabinet because it's you know you buy it and for a lot of people it's not easy to drink, so we did the old-fashioned recipe. oh yeah, and you know because that's that's whiskey, sugar and bitters. I mean it's it's a really a really small amount of it's it's a whiskey drink, so it's like a quarter ounce of simple syrup, which is a one to one ratio of sugar to hot water. And then a couple dashes of uh, Angostura bitters, which is, I, I think if you go to Walmart, they've got the best price on it. It's just kind of back in the liquor section. It's a little tiny brown bottle with a yellow lid. Uh, you know that's that's an easy one. You don't even have to technically, you're not even really supposed to shake it or stir it in the real traditional way. You just build it. You put a sugar cube in a glass, put a couple shakes of bitters on it, put whiskey in there throw an ice cube on there and that's an old fashioned. I mean, that's one of the, that's the godfather of cocktails right there. So that's an easy one for everybody to do. Uh, I like the, the, that recipe we did right there with the daiquiri. It's a really simple drink. It's, you know, you do, uh, and, and if it's easier to remember the ratio of two, one, one, and that's two ounces of spirits, one ounce of, uh, your citrus juice, lemon, lime, whatever, and one ounce of simple syrup. You know that's a really easy n- number to to re- you know memorize. This is a, right. like a backwards Fibonacci sequence thing.
2: Yeah, uh, more detail. You can go to uh, Love Hogan's on YouTube and watch their awesome videos. Yeah, yeah,
0: we'll have a new one up. We we filmed it last night, and it was just we we covered what is considered a bartender's handshake, and these are drinks that drinks and spirits that that are generally if somebody comes in and orders it, I know they're a bartender. I mean, you it just it is that it's just that way because. Uh, regular folks just don't drink the way bartenders do generally because uh, I, I, I'm i not sure why I mean we make jokes it's like so we can have we drink those things that are really strong and flavorful so we can experience feelings again after being <laughs> beaten down in this industry but really I think it's you know I do like whiskey I like to I like all that stuff but there are these other I've tasted all that like all whiskeys when you get right down to it are basically the same And same thing with the, I mean, they're all, they all are there. So we go for these, these liquors. So the two that I feature are the Fernet Branca, which is, I mean, it's incredibly bitter. It's like, I don't know, eating a tree root with a mouthful of mint (laughs) as, as unappetizing as that sounds. It's really just one of my favorite things in the world because it just is, there is so much flavor there and it takes such an art to get, to get all that right and to have it be smooth and to have all those things balanced where you can pick up, you can pick up little hints of, of one of, I, I think they use like, you know, somewhere between 30 and 50 herbs in making it. And we did, uh, a and, and chartreuse, which is another one of those. It's a, it's, it's strong. It's like a hundred I don't know, 120 proof, something like that. And it's green. And it, I don't, I can't really say what it tastes like. Like in the video, I even said, it just tastes like everything. Like it just, it's got, it's just, it's, it's all in there. Uh, and so that's what we covered in the last one was just the bartender's handshake. They're these liquors that I don't think normal people are going to try, but this is what your industry people drink, generally. And I think it's universal. I've got a there's a, a Facebook group I'm part of, and I asked all them what is your what is the bartender's handshake to you? And universally, it's Fernet Branca. And then there's a few other things, but those drinks are all they're made with Fernet or Chartreuse or Cynar, uh, Campari. I mean, those are all just super potent tasting this is the first time i'm
2: hearing any of these words yeah i don't know i, <laughs> I,
0: I can't say i'm familiar with yeah and with so it. this this is what like all over and i and i think it's all over the world these are these are the things that bartenders drink so that's so we just did a real short video introducing that concept and we had to keep it short because i could not have done more than like two i two takes and then by the third one i'm vitamin to I love Lucy skit where I'm just shithouse drunk trying to talk into a camera. <laughs> so we, that was it. I mean, it was a fun one to do, but we were. Uh, it was risky. If I ended up doing more than if I if I fumbled on my words at all, it was going to turn into a disaster.
1: Oh no. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Cool. Well, just in closing, I guess what 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 would you say people can do to help support not only your local business but others? Um, yeah. You, you kind of mentioned a few things like just tipping well and, and getting mm-hmm. gift cards, but is there anything else that you've seen or, or that, that you practice yourself?
0: Uh, you know, I I make sure it, that when we get something from a business, I, I try to put it out personally or, at, you know, as a business, if we get it every Saturday night, we do our, our family dinners and we take a picture of them and we make sure to put out who we got it from and, you know, to thank them. And so just kind of just disseminating information you have a restaurant that maybe people don't know about or know that they're open or, or whatever just you know throw it out there try to share it tell people you know people can do you can only do what you can i mean if you don't have money you can't you can't support but just any little thing just any little thing helps even if it's just telling somebody about even yeah. just telling somebody Good about something you like
2: mouth to mouth
0: yeah that's a, that's wor- word of mouth word, word.
2: of mouth <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, don't, you don't have to get very so many specifically. Please don't do mouth to mouth right <laughs> now, like,
0: yeah. <laughs> unless somebody's dying. Yeah, well, that was in <laughs> the if it wasn't right now, that daiquiri that we made in Jordan's mouth. We actually, the, the, the idea was to like put one ingredient in one person's mouth and then and then like <laughs> spit it. put put an ingredient in another person's <laughs> mouth and then just spit them back and forth <laughs> until you get everything added and then spit it in a glass and drink it. That That was. In in other times that would have been a way more punk rock way to go about it, but <laughs> but stay tuned for part two of that video coming at a later date. Yeah, some, someday we'll do we'll do one like that. We have to
1: make one that's like uh, like what you're describing, but includes an arm's length of ingredients.
0: <laughs> well, it I turns know. out you can only put about four ounces in Jordan's mouth and two ice cubes before. I mean, I don't know. You could see it just running out of his mouth down his shirt as I was adding ingredients. So. Well, maybe yeah. as a uh, put your city
2: councilman's uh, hat on. You have any you have anything else to say as a city councilor to everybody
0: to uh, Let's see. What we need people to do right now is to fill out their census forms that they've gotten. Uh, this if we can keep accurate track of the people that we have around here, there's a lot more opportunity for us to get funding from the federal government. It's good for the city to be able to get some of our money back. Like you know, we're paying money to the federal government and they disperse it all over the country. If we get accurate numbers, we, we can get some of that back for ourselves to spend on our community. Those kind of things, you know, will raise our property values, make our community more valuable. It's an investment in ourselves and we all, we all benefit from that. So we need people to fill out their census. Uh, but other than that, I think, I think people overall, despite some of the things we talked about earlier are, are doing a really good job right now. People right. are, people are being really great. Uh, And, and everybody's trying to do the best they can. We just need people to be safe, uh, you know, and be mindful of everything you've heard from the CDC. If you're not feeling well, just, just don't go out. Like, just keep, let's keep everybody, let's just keep everybody healthy and safe. And the faster that we can get through this, the better off it is for all of us. So if you, we need people to just be smart practice, smart practices, uh, and and get us on the other side of this because if we can't if we can't do that this just is going to keep getting pushed out farther and farther and we don't we don't you know we don't want that for anybody we want this we all want this over and whatever behind us we can get so so this you know the, the city just wants everybody to be smart to be healthy and to be safe uh, don't burn down your house uh, and uh, <laughs> fill out your census and fill out your census that is that is really important and I do I, I would really like people to do that. Cause otherwise somebody's going to come knock on your door in like June, I think is when, well, it got pushed back, but Uh, somebody comes and knocks on your door and (laughs) and they got to talk to you and nobody likes a unannounced visitor. Mm, Nope. So if you just fill it out and mail it back in and that's, that's super helpful. I don't think we have any election stuff coming up, uh, until this November. So, and I don't even think the city has anything on a ballot in November. Um, Thank your teachers out there. You all know now how wonderful that they are and how great they are at their job. I think everybody will have a...
2: Yeah, take your rugrats and multiply it by 20. (laughs) Yeah,
0: oh, everybody has it. We'll have a great appreciation for the teachers out there and for the work they do because it's it's not easy. It's not easy at all. So
2: No, my wife works at uh, Jennifer Junior High and -hmm. yeah, all the work that they're doing and trying to adjust everything, it's... Thank yeah. you. Yeah,
0: yeah, Thank they're you. doing such great things. All from the lunch food programs to I know you saw Clarkston School District has increased the strength of their Wi-Fi so that people that don't have Wi-Fi, the kids that need to do their homework or get into meetings, will have access to that. That's something really nice that the school district's done to try to make this easier on everybody. And and it's and it's greatly appreciated. Everybody's working really hard. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. And cool. the sooner we all get
1: this done, uh, the sooner we can go
0: watch live music again. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, whenever that, whenever that may be able to be happening. Yep. Awesome. Thanks, Kate. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I, yeah. I appreciate you inviting me here. It's fun every time. Good, good. We well, enjoy the rest of your again. Sunday. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you. Awesome. All right.
2: This episode of the show is brought to you by our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much to all of you for supporting the show. If you would like to become a Patreon subscriber, head over to patreon.com/oldspiralpodcast. That's going to do it for this week, but the shows are not over. Get caught up on the backlog of episodes if you haven't already, and thanks for listening.